So, John, welcome to the Hustling with Houses podcast again. I know we uh, tried this yesterday, so thank you for coming back on. No, I appreciate it, mate. Thanks for inviting me. Like I said, I've uh, been following your stuff for a while now, yeah, so it's good to be on. Spot on. Thank you, John. Well, thank you for that. And for people who don't know who you are, John, who are you and what do you do? So I'm John Graham. I'm a property investor and business and personal development coach. Brilliant, John. And how long have you been in property then? Because I know you've been in it for quite a while. Yeah, if, if I class my previous business, probably around 10 years, but started again at the beginning of last year. So starting to rebuild my portfolio a bit now. Yeah, because we had a brief chat yesterday. And I know you had the sort of building, sort of contractor business, was it? Yes. Yeah. So the last 60, 15, 16 years have spent uh, helping to build a quite a successful building and maintenance company. But it wasn't really my passion. I just got sort of got caught up in it, really, and made the decision to follow my passions, really, which is what I've done. So starting again, trying to build a portfolio and uh, the coaching business, which I'm loving, to be honest. Amazing. Was it was it a hard decision to leave uh, and follow your sort of passions or? 100%, yeah. So if you, if you can imagine... It's, well, it's a large portion of your life, really. Fifteen years—it's—it's yeah, it's a life sentence. <laughs> but it's so—it's uh, a lot of my content is about time and sort of the no regrets thing. And it's so it, it, fifteen years went in a flash. But yes, it was a super, super difficult decision, and you know, it wasn't wasn't something I took lightly at all. Yeah, it's it's scary how, how fast time goes, and it where, where was the where was the point then? Were your thoughts? Did you know from maybe five six years in? Did you know quite early, or was it late on? Was there a sort of defining moment for, for, for sort of making the decision? It's a funny one, really, because when you're building something, i.e., a business like that, it, you just you're operational all the time. It just it just keeps going. There's always something to be doing. And probably I'd say the last two or three years, I saw I had this sort of not a sense of impending doom, but you just feel like I got I was coming up to forty, and you just feel that if you don't make a change now, it's again a lot of the stuff I post is if not now when. So it was just literally that the last last few years, it sort of started to grind on me a lot more. And to the point where it was, you know, a, a decision had to be made. Yeah. There's only so much you can take, isn't there? And then you sort of realise, right, this isn't it anymore. I've had it a couple of times in in, in, in every in most things I've done, to be honest. Um, I'd say property definitely is a passion for me. Um, but in, in, in jobs you don't like and, and you bear with it for a little while, especially when it's your own business, when it's a job, it's a bit different because you know, a lot of the time, if you've got a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit, you, you kind of know you're not there forever. But when it's your business, even if you've grew to hate it, it's still sort of your baby, isn't it? Yeah, and that, that's how I sort of felt. You, you know, I'd helped to mould this into what it was and mould the people in the business. So it was like a bit of an extended family. So you always feel guilty about leaving. But at the end of the day, you've just got to look, at, look after your own sanity in your family which is yeah. which is difficult when you're in the mix that's it but one one major thing for you which is which is great is it's the building game isn't it so there's a hell of a lot of transferable skills there like at least you weren't 
it doesn't matter if he was, but if you were doing something completely different, I, I think there's a lot of transferable skills that go into property anyway. But the building one is is obviously one of the best. You know, you you know how it works. You know a schedule works. You know all anything to do with refurbing a property, you're switched on to. Um, so what was it that sparked your interest in property? Was you doing developments for investors, or ha- what what sort of what sort of made you become aware of property investments? I think realistically it was starting to do refurbs for other property investors and just seeing the potential of what was there. And then you get educated, networking, find the right group of people, and and then you just realize what what you thought was property wasn't. And you know, there's so much so many different levels and techniques and strategies. That it's just yeah, it was it was doing the refurbs for other people really. Yeah, and was you seeing like their profits and stuff like that, or was it was it not not a case of that you just seen they were obviously buying a few, or how was it? So after leaving my previous business, my big one of my biggest goals and drives now is choice. Yeah. So it's not necessarily I don't want to take over the world or anything like that. I I want to be just have that passive monthly income where I can choose to do this project, that project. And there's no, you know, I'm not saying a totally hands off because I'll never, I firmly believe I'll never retire because I'm, I can't really, I get bored quite easily, but it's just seeing that, that passive income come in, which gives you that bit of peace of mind that your bills are covered. And then you can, you know, look, look to do other things. Yeah, I'm the same. I think to get a nice sort of income with a sort of passive income, if you like, and being able to have a choice to to go to work or to um, to wake up in you know wherever you know wake up in a different country and and, and everything to be smooth sailing, not have to worry about money is a, a beautiful thing. But one thing I did want to ask: Was you doing HMOs when you were in the building game? Was you doing HMOs to people, or we we refurbed a couple of them? but sort of fell into the HMO side at the beginning of last year, really, because my, my they always say about the triangle, don't they, of the different strategies, start on the vanilla, buy, rent, refinance, refurbish, and then move up. But the sort of investor I found at the time was doing HMOs. So, you know, we're four, we're four HMOs in at the minute. We just put an offering on number five yesterday. So that seems to be this, this one of our main strategies at the minute. But no, I'd, I'd never invested in them before. Yeah. And your HMO strategy is, uh, what is your HMO strategy that you're using at the moment? So it's the simple end. We're not looking to do seven, eight, nine bed, because obviously you need the, it's simple mini HMOs, a three to a five bed or a three to a six bed. And just keep it under that planning permission radar, uh, yeah. And just try and adopt a cookie cutter approach. Yeah. So we've got a team set up there where it's you know you go in fire, change the floor plan, fire doors, smoke alarms, everything you need to do as quick as possible, and then on to the next. Do you um, yeah. do you use the building company you used to used to run, or is that is that not not going anymore? No, that's no. I've got my own team now, which are. Uh, which are good and I trust. And that, I suppose that's the main thing when you're venturing into property. It's that 
it's always that pot look at first, isn't it? Where you've got to try before you buy. And yeah, I've, I've found a few bad ones, but okay. you need to kiss the frogs, as they say. That's it. I had someone on the other day and we were speaking about this and, and, and realistically the, with builders and trades and stuff like that, there is, there's ways to minimize the risk, but there's no ways around it until you've had them and until you've had them there. I think I made what I wanted to ask is, um, cause I basically, I don't think I've used anyone. There's one or one or maybe two people that I've used on the first project that I'm still using now. I just have a bad time constantly with whether it's conveyances, um, yeah, just build teams. I just, I always have a bad time. Something always, um, there's always a bad egg in there somewhere, <laughs> um, which I can always minimize the risk on that. But obviously, there's only so much you can do. And then, like the last last project we done, we had the roofer. And naive of me, I I, I thought he was quite legitimate and stuff, which he obviously was. But well, he wasn't. Um, so I give him the I give him the money for the materials, not thinking much of it, which is probably a, a rookie mistake, isn't it? Looking back. And once I give him it, he was meant to turn, this was, say, the Saturday. He's meant to turn up on the Monday. No show. So I thought, yeah. not another. okay, you're definitely going to be there tomorrow. Tuesday comes, no show. Wednesday comes, it's raining, so he blames the rain. Thursday yeah. comes, and it was just, and I was like, what the hell is going on here? And then at the first few days, I didn't really think much of it. I thought, All right, it'll come, it'll come. And then, yeah, it turned out he'd spent the material money. He had no money to sort of, yeah, materials, and he was asking the cheeky bugger was asking me to pay for the materials again. I was like, "Are you mad?" <laughs> but um, it got sorted in the end, and it all got sorted. And he, yeah, bit of bad blood and whatever, but it's sorted now and, and all done. But yeah, definitely to waffle on a little bit there. But with the trade thing, you can't really tell him until they've been used. Is there anything you do? Because obviously you've been in the game to sort of minimise risk, obviously recommendations and stuff like that, but. So I would definitely say always try and have three options of everything. So you can, you're always going to have to deal with holidays, illnesses. Obviously, you can't control the weather, but always, always try and have three options at any one time that you can call on it. You know, just in case, and just, just try and. I think the thing as well with property is, and, and people getting into property. You've, there's always that element of being too nice, like you said. You you trusted the roofer, you gave him the money. That's because you're nice, and you, you know you trust people. But it's just putting that layer of whether it be a contract or something in place where it's it's staged payments when things are happening on site, just to try and mitigate that risk. Yeah, it's always going to be there. That's it. There's no getting away from it. But you know, you just learn and move on. I think that's a really good tip. I, 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 I am. I know I'm too nice. I'm too. I'm too soft with some people. Um, things that have happened in the last projects, and that has definitely toughened me up. And now I try not to take no BS if I can. Yeah. Um, but I think contracts is another thing as well that I've, I've never really, really used. But I've, I've got in readiness for the next projects and stuff like that. I think they're massive. I can't believe I never used them from the start because my first couple of projects were quite small. I yeah. thought they're not needed, but they're always needed, I think. Do you, is, is there any project where you say they'd be too small or is that a, a shift in mindset that I would have needed to have sort of back in the day, if you like? Yeah, there's a, you know, a project's a project, isn't it? It's just 
whether it goes on extra for extra time or extra cost. But yeah, project managing your own refurbs is very similar. It's just keeping on top of it, working to a program as best possible. Again, there's always going to be, you know, you're always going to lose a week here or gain a week there. It's just trying to keep on top of that program and your contractors. Yeah. And where do you, do you sort of schedule a works? Like, say, say, say you bought a property, you're completing in four weeks. Will you have that schedule of works ready for completion? Is that right? So I have a template, but what I've also learned from the past 12 months is until I've got them keys in my hand, I don't do anything because it's not fair on the contractors because you're saying, right, we're due to complete in two weeks. Can you book me in to strip this out or first fix this or do whatever? That two weeks comes and then it's, oh, no, sorry, something's happened. There's another two weeks. So I might end up losing a week or two in the first instance when we get the keys. But I just think it's you. It's better for the relationships all around, your headspace, and yeah, just until you get them keys, I don't do anything. I'm like, I'm, I resonate with that. I'm just laughing to myself because I, I know exactly what you mean. The amount of times I've had joiners and stuff like that, um, and I've been saying to the mayor, yeah, yeah, we definitely this week, mate, definitely this week, and it's next week, and next week, oh, definitely this week, mate, definitely, and it just, it, like you say, it just pisses them off, doesn't it? Yeah. So it's, it's probably a bit good idea to do that. I, I, I'm trying to now get more prepared, um, but that happened with my last one. The last one was a nine-month conveyancing because it was sort of direct to vendor private sale. Yeah. Um, vendors, vendors' ex-husband, there was like a split, um, a split, lived in Australia, so oh. it was just a nightmare, and... We were three months in and I was giving it the, oh, yeah, it'd be next week, mate, it'd be next week. And it, and it, ne- and it never was. So I just, I, I resonate with that a lot. Um, I know you say you work with sort of investors. How does that work then, John? Is that is that sort of, did they invest in your company, a joint venture? Are you happy to speak about that? or? Yeah, so I, I prefer to sort of do a partnership. I want to build long-term relationships, which I think is is the best way to go. Not just happy to do a loan amount, a percentage return, no problem, if that's what the investor's looking for. But ideally, <laughs> I want someone who, who we can grow together with, build confidence, and then potentially scale the value of that investment You know, over time. Again, I'm not looking for any taking over the world or anything, just doing a good job. And building relationships. Yeah, I agree. I, I I I see a lot of people, and no disrespect to them, that works, it works, and, and fair play. But I see a lot of people, you know, having fifteen to twenty different joint venture partners who, who maybe, um, like you say, aren't looking for that long term relationship. And when they're not looking for a long term relationship, you've got fifteen to sixteen companies. You know, yeah. you've got your confirmation statements every year. It's only little things like that, but it adds up, and it's just it's just put. It, in my opinion, it's pointless. If someone's not in it for the long term, like you said, looking to build a long-term relationship, personally, I, I, I don't see the point. But I don't know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, definitely. Because as we mentioned, property, and again, I've only realized that realistically over the last 12 months, it just takes time. And <laughs> it, it you could end up with, depending on the process of where it's at, say you've got those 15 or 16 investors, you could be in a minefield of they're all dropping at once 
or it's like a feast or famine situation, isn't it? And everything in between. So so many moving parts. So yeah, it's just trying to keep everything I'm doing now is trying to keep it as simple as possible. Yeah. Just to, you know, create that choice. Yeah. That's it. And the thing is with property, again, I had this discussion with someone not the other day is um sometimes like like I mentioned to you earlier, I think before we got on the call. I've got sort of two in legals and I'm and I'm sort of in limbo at the moment. Yeah. But once the two go through, it's gonna be all, all guns blazing sort of thing, and I'm gonna be round the clock and then they'll complete and then I'll I'm my goal is to always have something in the pipeline ready for when I finish the project. But like we've just mentioned earlier on, it never go it might go like that if you're lucky. You, you, I, I I refinance maybe in sort of November and it's killing me having a, a chunk of money in the bank. Because yeah. I'm thinking, oh, I'll have a property this month. And it's hard. You really need to have your ducks in a row. And even if you do have your ducks in a row, you know, one in three properties fall through. It, 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 a, a lot falls through. Um, I think in my head, I've bought about six properties in the last year that just haven't happened. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But what, yeah, but, but what I was going to say is um, how have you found investors and how, how have you got investors on board? I know you're well connected and you do a bit of networking and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just been a lot of relationship building, really. A couple of investors I've known for a few years. Uh, I've had people reach out that I used to go to school with, you know, just from posting on social media. So, yeah, it's just things may not come to fruition with, you know, the contacts you make and the messages you get, but it probably takes 12 months or so realistically to get to the first deal. Mm. But yeah, you just need to be having the conversations at the networking meetings, you know, on social media Mm. and then just trying to build that trust with, with your investors. Cause that's the key, isn't it? You need to, you're going into a, a marriage effectively, aren't you? So you need to be trusting the people that you're doing business with. Yeah, I believe it's it's eight touch points, isn't it, before someone can grow to trust you or something. But yeah. um, do you do you think sort of friends and family are your are your best place to sort of start if you like, or your personal social media and stuff like that? Because to be honest, I don't post on my personal social media. I have a property social media, yeah, and obviously the hustling house and stuff like that. But um, I don't know if that's a good idea, really, because everyone I speak to usually their first investment partners and people who invest into the company are friends and family. Yeah, I, th- I think you could speak to a hundred people and get a hundred different answers, couldn't you? But yeah. I think what's I've I've stayed away from friends and family and sort of gone to old business acquaintances and social media. So they've been my two main avenues and I've sort of my social media is you know i'm the same across everything i might tailor the message slightly but you know what you see on my social media is what you get and uh, yeah I try, I try not to again in, in terms of keeping it simple i've got i've got the uh, you know my property company page set up i've not done anything with it because that's just another step in the process of if you're posting content it's right okay which ones are going to Let's put it on this one and that one and that one. So just try to keep it simple. Yeah. I think that's the best way. And like you say, being yourself on all, all platforms, mate, um, being yourself on all platforms and just being 
being real, to be honest, and being who you actually are. But do you, do you use LinkedIn a lot, John, or is that something that you're not ventured into? Yes. So I've got all, all my business backgrounds on LinkedIn. Uh, I understand that it's a it's a different demographic that's on there. And I do I do post regular on there as well, but I, I tailor I tailor it to to that professional yeah. That's it. That's it. You can still be yourself, be yourself, and 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 obviously, like you say, like you know, you you've got Instagram, TikTok, and sorts of people doing certain type of reels, which is not really useful for LinkedIn. But that doesn't would not mean you're not being yourself. You're just tailoring yourself to fit that platform. Yeah. Um, so yeah, how's LinkedIn been for you then? Because obviously, you're all the you, you you're in a great position where. You were aware of builder, so you know people who've been in the game, invested. Maybe they're slightly older now, and potentially a lot of the a lot of the 50, 60, 70 year olds I know who have been in property. Um, they tend to get fed, not fed up of it, but fed up of the refurbs and stuff like that. So they're happy to lend out. Yeah, um, is that what you found with sort of old clients, or or not? Yes, yeah. So a lot of people are just looking for that no hassle, the, the you know the hands free stuff. They they understand the importance of of investing because they've been in business or or whatever, and there's no benefit in having that money sat in the bank. So they they understand putting it to work is the best. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's a bit. I've been having a few good conversations with previous. Yeah, acquaintances as such. Yeah, so it seemed like a good way to go. That's it, and you and you really and you really don't know. Again, I had this conversation with someone the other day. You you don't know who's got money, um, and are sitting on it. And a lot of people, if they're not aware of property investing, some people cannot be bothered with property investing. Some people can't be bothered with doing a refurb, or and then some people might not be into stocks. Or so if they know they're going to get security on a property, and base and, and relatively get a passive income. Then, then why not? Yeah. But like you say, if they trust you, then it's definitely worth it. Um, I'd like to speak about some of your deals if you're, if you're open to it, John. Yeah. So what has been your favourite HMO? You, I know you invest in Wigan. Favourite one? That's a, that is a tough one. <laughs> the, the, the sort of houses we look at are around the 100k mark. Yeah. And... So this this property we're just doing the refurb on at the minute. It, it started off as my favourite, but now is my worst. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know whether I did post about it when we got the keys, and it it was we paid a bit more for it. It was mint inside, oak doors, oh, brilliant kitchen. Uh, you know, it look it'll just look really nice. Obviously, we had to change the floor plan, which was fine. But then it's only when we've dug into it so i'm an electrician by trade and even from the even from the outside looking in it looked fine but it's only when i got the electrician in there looked under the boards there's melted wires there's joints in the walls there's there's all kinds of issues going on now we found weeping joints on the heating system so it's all extra plastering all extra plumbing so it just shows you the it's not always what it looks like on the surface sort of thing, but that's probably my work, my favourite and worst deal in one. Yeah. yeah, that's it. You can't, with, especially with with electrics and stuff like that, and and 
and you got central heat in the stuff that goes under the floor. You can't just go into a viewing and start ripping up the floors, can you? So you, you kind of look at the fuse board and think, and the sockets and think, okay, yeah, they look all right. But like you say, you, you, it's hard to tell, isn't it? It, it? it is hard to tell. Yeah, even as an electrician, so my qualifications have run out now, but there's a new sort of standard for HMOs where you have to put special breakers in the consumer unit. So I was just going into properties looking at a, a consumer unit thinking it was fine, but that has to get changed anyway. And that's when they start finding all the faults. So yeah, yeah. it's all learning, which is good. You know, we, we know we know now for the next few, so we learn and move on. That's it. What has been the toughest toughest side for you, John? Is it the regulation side and getting your heads around that? Because every council is obviously different. I know you only invest in Wigan, but still, like, like sometimes they update the websites on the on the slide and don't let anyone know. And it's like, Jesus, how are you meant to keep up with this? I, I'm quite new to the, the HMO journey. I've always done single lets or the BRR, um, and obviously with the rates gone, how they've gone, I think HMO is sort of the best route for me. And it works well here. Obviously, you know, Liverpool's five minutes away. Yeah. Um, it's a great area for it. So I thought, why not? Still, price is relatively cheap. But the the, reg, the the rules and the regulations, which is, you know, they should be tight. Um, but some of the things on there, you're just like, wow, that is hard. And what, what's basically what has been the hardest thing to get, to get your head around? You've obviously been a builder. Yeah. So what I found most difficult and, well, annoying really is, I'd always work to a schedule, so I like a schedule. So we used to get a project and it'd be, here's a schedule, that's what you work to. It's so difficult to get, because every council is different and every client is different as well. It's no one's got this set schedule. So we've had it in the past where we, we one of our, first, well, our first one, we thought it was done. But then when the fire officer came out to check it, he was put. He started asking me questions. Where's this? Where's that? And I was like, "Well, no, no one told me about that." So then you're going back on yourself. Then you've got to do patching up. But yeah. each time we've gone, I've sort of created my own schedule that I work to, and it's it's pretty much there or thereabouts now. So yeah, it's, it's again, it's just learning and resolving problems. That's it. It's all it is, isn't it? Solving problems. It's and there's nothing more soul destroying than thinking you're done and then realizing there's got to be a messy job to be done. That's, yeah. that, that's real sold the story. But, um, so Wigan, Wigan then, what are your thoughts on Wigan? Where do you see it going? It's, it's, I know we were chatting last time. There's a lot of development going into there, isn't there? Yeah. So the redeveloping the town center, there's a lot of money being spent. So that'll obviously creep out into the surrounding areas and St. Helens as well is they've had a lot of money allocated for regeneration, which is, it's only, couple of miles away from Wigan so that's that's potentially somewhere to look in the future as well most definitely I went to I went to St Helens I went to St Helens like absolutely years ago and um and then I went when I told you I went to Wigan a few a few few months ago I went I went through St Helens and um the development they've had there since I've seen it last time is incredible it looks yeah. completely different it, it looks like a new place to be honest um, so is that somewhere you're looking to venture to? Is it potentially if you've if you've if you, if you done a few there and then potentially into St Helens? Yeah, I think so. That's so I'm sort of looking at between two and three miles away from Wigan at the minute, just maybe outskirts of Warrington, sort of round there, because again, you can pretty decent price houses. 
but competition at the minute is is fierce. So it, yeah, you need to be on the ball with your you know with your offers and whatnot. But yeah, definitely that two or three miles outside of Wigan in a in a, in a radius is is probably where I'm looking over the next twelve months. Yeah, seen in St Helens as well. I was just when I was there, just got right move on that little nose at the local area, and you can still pick. You can still pick. This was an auction property, but right next to the centre, there's the terrace terrace roads there. I can't think what they're called. You can still pick. This was a guide price, like yeah. um, pick a house up there for sort of forty k. Yeah, that was a guide. So you're probably looking 50, 55 maybe, but still, still really cheap. It's a tidy looking house as well. Yeah, they're, they're deceptively big. Some of the terrace. But yeah, so and and you can definitely seventy to eighty that they're still there with, you know, a decent, a decent refurb on it. You'll you'll get you'll not leave much money in. Yeah. What about um, so? What sort of houses are you targeting then? Is it just a three bed, three bed house or like a three bed semi or something like that? Yeah. So th- three bed semis, but also. I'd like to start looking at some flips as well over the next 12 months if I can find the right. I've found a quite a lot of decent bungalows over the past 12 months, so maybe look to venture into the flip side as well. Yeah, yeah. I'd, love to, I'd love to get into the bungalow. I've seen um, we had Emma Fieldman on and she flipped the bungalow and it looked it looked incredible. Um, I've always wanted to buy a bungalow. I wouldn't mind living in a bungalow as well, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, so is it just free bed semis your target, or is it just if you see something, it works, you'll go for it? Yeah, I think the deal—it's all in the deal, isn't it? It's all in the numbers. Checking your numbers. I'm, I am going. I'm, I've got a view in a, a larger potential HMO next week, just to have a look at it to see whether the numbers work. But yeah, as long as, long as if it looks all right. The numbers work, you know. I'll, I'll, if I can find the finances for it, I'll uh, I'll do it. Yeah, most definitely. And how do you sort of source your properties, John? Just check myself. Just constantly, yeah. you know, right moves Zoopla on the market. So yeah. now I've tried software packages and they've just not quite worked for me at the minute. So yeah, I just do the old school way at the minute. Yeah, I, th- I think I think right moves not to be. It, there's a lot on right move and and people I know people like only do that direct vendor and stuff like that but right move has a hell of a lot of deals on it I, funnily enough you would say about the software I'm using the software at the moment and it's okay I'm so, I'm just sort of getting to grips of it I've had a few calls with the guy who runs it and they are if you know how to use them effectively they are really good yeah um but it's just it's just working out how to use it effectively and stuff like that with your network then John. Have you got a good network around you in Wigan? I have a good network around me in general. Yeah. It's not in Wigan as such because I've found at the minute there's not really that many, I think we briefly touched on it yesterday, there's not many good networking events yeah. in Wigan that I know of. I'm not saying there's I'm not saying there's none, but at the minute I'm, I don't know many. So my, my network is mainly on Zoom or... Yeah, nationally on Zoom. So yeah, but uh, yeah, it's being around the right people again, which pushes you forward. Yeah, definitely. Should set one up in Wigan, John. Fully enough, I've got a coach myself, and he told me to do that. So we never know. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. Why not? Um, yeah, we we we've got a couple on that. We I think there's one on the, 
on the way. I don't know if that's a business one though, but to be honest, in, in Liverpool, there's, there's plenty. Um, I think Manchester get the most, and then they get get a few in Liverpool. But but yeah, but I think that's a a good point to end on, John. Um, is that for anyone who's looking to potentially invest with you, chat with you, connect, or any of the above? Where is the best place to to get in touch, John? I'm quite active on all of the socials, really. So I post multiple times a day on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, you name it, I'm there. So if anyone wants to chat about anything, just give me a shout. Happy days, John. Um, I know you're doing well with your running as well. Yes, as you are, mate. Yeah, keep seeing you. Thank you very much. Is it a daily thing for you? Are you running every day or so many times a week? Yeah, I try to run every day. Just, yeah. I've got a couple of events coming up, so I'm, I need to get, I need to zone in on those. Most definitely, mate. I've got the Liverpool half in. It's St Paddy's Day. I think it's March the seventeenth. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm just training with my girlfriend, to be honest, at the moment, just taking it easy. Yeah. Um, but I look forward to it. Yeah, brilliant. Sam, all the best. Thank you so much for coming on, John, and uh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Callum. You too. Take care, mate. Take care.